Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, a different episode. I've enjoyed bidding and talking about the Heritage, uh, the Huggins Heritage and Scott, no, Huggins and Scott Auction Company, known Bill Huggins for a long time. It's a very enjoyable catalog because it's different. It's got different things and a little bit of a not sure what you're going to get until you get it. And so I, I thought, I'm going to just experiment. And so every auction, I try to buy something that I think is going to be fun for me. Actually, some of them have been lucrative. I've made money on a bunch of them, but some of them I've just broken even. This is probably more along those lines. It was a lot of football unopened boxes, seven different spanning. went from 2000 up through 2014. And just so you know, 2000, that's Tom Brady's rookie year. None of these products had uh, Tom Brady in them. I mean, he wasn't in them. It wasn't that I didn't get him, but he wasn't in them. And so that really suppresses the price of anything in 2000. It's got Tom Brady in there. It'd go for 10 times as much. But I had a budget for myself as I was going through this and uh, trying to figure out how much fun I wanted to have. You know? And I figured I wanted to have no more than $700 worth of fun, which was approximately $100 per box. Now, some would be more, some would be less. But I just thought, I think I could have some fun uh, with that. So I went bidding and when the auction's almost over, I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to get this for 400 or 500. But then it always seems like there's somebody bidding against me. And and I think, okay, well, I'll go one more increment. And I, I was running out of gas there, but I did wind up winning at whatever that was, 11, 15 at night or something like that. So thanks, Bill Huggins, for uh, giving me a, a late night there. But at least Huggins and Scott, not the only sponsor of this. Uh, they're, they're the key sponsor for this particular episode. Thanks, guys. But also Heritage Auctions, Tops Panini, Upper Deck, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. As I said, I enjoyed Huggins and Scott. This is just one kind of audio review of what I won and a little bit of the psychology or motivation that I had. I'm going to enjoy opening packs. I think I opened less packs comparatively than most people because I like buying through dollar and bargain boxes of cards that are already there. I like to look at the cards. I don't look at the packs. So I thought I should buy some packs and just, which I do occasionally. In fact, when I get unopened packs in some of the uh, collections that I get over the last few years. I generally open the box. I open the, unless there's not going to be anything in it, I like to open the packs, see what I got. I don't want to collect the packs. I want to collect the cards. Okay. First box was 2000 Collector's Edge Odyssey, and it said Rookie Rush, but I really didn't get many rookies. This was the 24 packs in a box, three cards per pack. Peyton Manning's on the box. I thought, well, that's interesting, but I don't think I really got any rookies there. There was supposed to be something that was a one for 24. I didn't get one of those. Obviously, no Tom Brady, but I wasn't expecting that. And so the box was, I will say the box was worse than I expected. And then, of course, they're defunct. They're a company that's out of business. This probably was one of their last last issues. The next box, a 2000 Stadium Club. And again, Stadium Club's been around for 30 years now. A beautiful photography, known for that. The cards were glistening. So I opened these up, 24 packs, seven cards per pack. Peyton Manning also <laughs> on the box. And I'm thinking, Peyton, this is why you're who you are. You found a way to endorse two different competing card companies in the same year. A lot of these products are rookie driven, but the rookies in the stadium club were almost indistinguishable from the front because they were their rookie cards, but they were in their pro uniforms. So I think that generally means that's a set that came out a little bit later in the release year. But again, no Tom Brady. He wasn't in stadium club. Again, admired the photos, but I didn't get a great box. In fact, I just think the I look at what's the potential I could have gotten for that box. And even then, I think I was disappointed. I'm not angry at Topps. Um, 
I'm not angry at Huggins and Scott either. I enjoyed it, but I'm realizing now that probably wouldn't have been a box that I would have been uh, excited about standing on its own. Okay, next was the 2000 Tops Gallery. Marshall Falk is on that box. And 24 packs of six cards. Of these three boxes that I got that were all from the 2000, that none of which included Tom Brady in their sets, uh, this was probably the best one. They had attractive inserts. This was more of a modern kind of set, like Panini does in the sense that they're doing clever inserts, some serially numbered cards. And so I actually was pleased with that. If I were to of those three, if somebody said, hey, I've got another box here for you for a hundred bucks or for 50 bucks or whatever the price would be of the three, if they were all the same price, that'd be the one I'd get. I think Topps Gallery is a nice brand. I think it's, as the name implies, artistically interesting. The next one was a 2003 box of Flair that was a hobby box, 20 packs of five cards. It mentions, let's see, serially numbered rookies and game used memorabilia cards look for game used memorabilia or autograph sweet swatch card in every box i actually got four game used cards now only one of them was numbered and i got three checklist cards i don't know if they counted but four game used i thought that's probably what people uh were pleased i think that was back when i mean game has always been popular but that's what was driving that product again this was a decent box better than the first two but probably not as good as the tops gallery wouldn't be that, that excited at a price. I wouldn't mind having more than. Okay, next, uh, skip about 10 years. And then uh, the Leaf Legends of the Gridiron box from 2013. And that's just one slabbed auto per box. Actually, it's a card, but it's really just a cut signature of a guy. And I, I'm not going to say who it is, but when you're thinking about who it is, who do you not want it to be? Best case scenario, worst case scenario. You can always think of your best case, but it's a card. It's authenticated. It's encapsulated by BGS. Actually, more like BAS. It just it's it's not graded, but it's uh, an authentic autograph. And so you think, what would I want it not to be? You wouldn't want it to be a lineman generally. You'd want it to be a quarterback. You'd you'd want it to be a major Hall of Famer, not a minor Hall of Famer. You'd want it to be somebody no longer alive and that maybe died a long time ago or at least is not a prolific signer. If it's going to be low demand, it needs to be low supply. And so I, I think I did not do very well there. And I'm not going to say who I got because I don't want to disparage a Hall of Famer. It is a Hall of Famer, a minor Hall of Famer, even though he was many years in a row all pro, which I really look at, not just championships won. He did win some championships too. So he was a cog on a great team, but not going to be strong demand for this card or for his autographs in general. Would I get another one? Would I get another box at the price? I, I, I think that's, I got, I'm at the low end of the spectrum. I'd probably look at the list of players and see maybe I would do better the next time. Next one is 2014 Tops Translucent. Another of these tiny boxes, the modern, just two, not fully sealed, but two top loaded autographs in each box. And I thought, well, this is interesting. They saved on not getting them graded and they didn't knock around. They're, they were pretty securely packed. I don't have a lot of top loaded stuff. It's either penny sleeved, it goes in a box or it gets slabbed and goes on the wall or in a different kind of box. And so the top loader thing, I've discontinued my top loaders. But in this case, I'm not sure. If I were to send off one of these to ComC, should I take it out or let it ride? I mean, that's the natural way it was delivered. And so I may just send it into ComC with the top loader, with the tops folded over tamper-proof seal. Okay, the one I'm not going to sell is Brandon Cook's. 
And I may put Brandon on my wall. He's borderline because I don't believe he's a Hall of Famer unless he has a really much longer uh, career. He's, he's a really good receiver. On the other hand, it's not that attractive of a card. It has a little bit of a washed out look. And I don't think that's from sun bleaching. That's just the way it was. So maybe that's supposed to be an artistic look or a translucent look. So I may get that graded and put it up on the wall just to commemorate this purchase. And it's a reasonably valuable card if it's numbered uh, three out of five. There's plenty of other autographs of Brandon Cooks. My point I want to make on this, though, this again, this is a sports card insight or Beckett Publications insight, is that it's difficult when you're doing publishing and doing price guides. ComC has a, a related kind of, of a situation. That is, it, it's not Brandon Cook, it's Brandon Cooks. Okay, so you make sure you got to get that spelled. And it's not... Uh, Brandin or Brandon, it's it's Brandin. So you've got to know exactly how to spell his first name because if you do searches uh, on eBay or ComC or Beckett Marketplace, you get the name, you're, you, it's going to say there's none there. I had to be really careful in, in our team about making sure we got the spelling. That's without even talking about people that changed their name or had nicknames that they became more known for. So we've got Brandon Cooks that's got a problematic first name, but you've got to be careful that it's not typical. Last name, not typical. Uh, it's a database problem where you have to establish these equivalences you know, that Dwight Gooden and Doc Gooden are the same player. And you can't just say, well, just put what's on the card. You have to take extra steps. Like I said, if it was misspelled, if it was an uncorrected error for Brandon Cooks, if you're doing an alphanumeric search, that you'd have to, you'd have to allow for that. 2014 Panini Certified, the last box that I got. And this was probably the most fun because it was the most recent tied for that. Panini Certified, 10 packs, five cards each. Now you're getting into, into Panini's approach before they got Overly complicated, but every pack had one kind of non-base card in it, at least, actually. And I actually got 11 serial number cards, which is more than one out of the uh, 10 packs, obviously. And so I think this was probably one of the more expensive boxes, but the most fun. I, I think I got a decent deal on that. Uh, my, the best card I got was not great, so I didn't get anything spectacular, but I got good stuff, and it was enjoyable opening the 10 packs and seeing at least one good thing in every pack. That begs the question, though, also... Uh, what do I do with, with these nice base cards? And I think what I'm deciding to do is that because there's too many of them on Beckett Marketplace, Rob Barris has that cornered and others there. There's too many on ComC, can't make any money there. So I'm going to you know, group up the base cards and put them on eBay, whether they're a group of base from that set. But again, almost all the guys are good players. So it's the modern day sets are not chock full of commons. They're superstars and stars for the most part. What am I going to sell them for? I, I'm going to take a loss. If it's 50 cards and it, even if it were a $50 box, which it's more than that, that's equivalent of a dollar a card. I can't get a dollar in there. I'd be waiting a really long time. But I think this would be probably the best box that I got and, and the most fun I had, but probably the most expensive. Okay, finally, I paid 700 bucks, a little more than 700 bucks, I think, for this. And if you count shipping and all the different things. And so $100 a box. I'm not dissatisfied. I, I'm not losing sleep over it. I didn't get a great deal, but I had some enjoyment. I got to talk about it, and uh, it gives me some greater perspective of things. Last point here is that what if somebody bid 750 Would I have gone to 800 And so, and that happens every day for anybody that's involved in auctions. And you could either have your max bid. I don't do that very often. I very rarely do that. It's mostly because I, I just try. I don't want to get it. If I got my max bid, I wouldn't be happy. And so I want to take it one step at a time. But 
you would think that if somebody bid seven fifty, then I bid eight hundred. That's an eight hundred dollar decision. And I'm here to tell you, like in the sunk cost uh, fallacy, I don't regard it as an eight hundred dollar decision. I was committed to seven hundred dollars for that lot. If somebody bid seven fifty at the last minute, and I had a chance to do eight hundred, to me that's a one hundred dollar decision, not an eight hundred dollar decision. I already had the lot valued at seven hundred. If I wanted to go an additional one hundred, then uh, then I can and not think oh, I'm losing 800. No, I'm spending a hundred dollars more than what I thought. And that's the way I would look at any purchase. Now, if you're looking at a grail card or just a card that you need and you're ready to pay a hundred bucks and you see it for 110, it's not a $110 decision. It's a $10 decision. Do I want to pay that additional $10 in order to uh, secure the card and add it to my stuff. So at any rate, that's it for today. Uh, have fun. Uh, thanks, Bill Huggins and uh, the team at Huggins and Scott. I'm going to come up and see you guys this summer, and uh, I'm looking forward to that and, again, another enjoyable auction that I had. This is just the lot that I won. I also enjoyed being the underbidder on a number of lots, too. So anyway, that's it for today. See you tomorrow, and uh, enjoy the hobby. The man in the house.